Hey Podcast, and welcome to episode 117 of the Yours Truly Podcast. My name is Claire. I am your resident non-diet dietitian behind all things here at Yours Truly Nutrition and, of course, the Yours Truly Podcast that you are tuning into now. How many times can I make that play on words on my last name? Well, we will see. But whether this is your first time or your 117th time being here with me on the podcast, I am so grateful that you are here, especially on today's episode where we are going to be talking about what the heck to do after a holiday. And we're talking about food, of course, how to navigate your relationship with food, how to silence that food policing, that guilt and shame voice that sometimes has the tendency to surface after a delicious holiday eating experience or maybe multiple holiday eating experiences. But A couple of things before we dive into the three tips and ideas that I want to share. I guess we'll do updates, we'll do our Yours Truly Goal Slayer featured post as we normally do, and then at the end of the show, so after I offer my three tips, we have a little bit of conversation, I will be announcing the winner of our November Attitude of Gratitude podcast giveaway. So if you entered in our giveaway for a free shot at enrollment in the Intuitive Eating Discovery course, please stick around until the end of the episode. This will be a little bit more of a brief episode since I'm here solo, so you won't have to sit through too much. Hopefully it will be helpful what you are going to sit through, but I am really excited to announce the winner who entered into our giveaway. Almost said survey. It's not a survey. (laughs) It was a giveaway. But uh, a couple of updates before we dive in. I don't know about you all, but after Thanksgiving, at least here in the United States, the holiday that we celebrated last week, if you're listening to this in real time, but I feel like after Thanksgiving, it is just full steam ahead into all things holiday. I have decorated the tree, I've decorated the house, I've turned into like a crafty person. I've always loved crafts, but I feel like this year specifically being in lockdown and not having the full, you know, social calendar and get out and go attitude. I feel like this year I have really turned to making things, to trying to do new and fun things that I've maybe always wanted to do along the crafting side of things, but I've never made the time for. I started a cross-stitching project. (laughs) If you're a fellow cross-stitcher, slide into my DMs. Let me know your favorite patterns, but I'm currently cross-stitching a tree of trees, Christmas trees, that is. So stay tuned on Instagram at Claire Tuning for uh, updates on how that is coming along. Uh, Let's see, I tried to do a post-grocery store or post-Thanksgiving grocery store trip the other day, and I walked out of my building in my bedroom slippers, so that was fun. (laughs) I feel like I have Thanksgiving brain fog, if that's even a thing. I have started dehydrating oranges and making garlands out of them. Like, I don't know, let me know. Slide into my DMs if you're following me on Instagram, if, if you find yourself turning to any of these crafting hobbies more this year than in years past. I have a feeling this isn't just a me thing, but 
please someone let me know if this is you or maybe someone you know as well. But now that we've done a couple of updates, I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving, whatever that looked like for you this year. I know that it has looked a lot different for many of us than it has in years past, but I hope you enjoyed it. You enjoyed some uh, turkey or whatever food you enjoy. You maybe enjoyed some connection with loved ones, be that virtually or outdoors from a six foot plus distance. Again, whatever it looked like, I hope you enjoyed the food, the time celebrating, and all other things that come along with Thanksgiving. But speaking of Thanksgiving, I thought I would feature our Yours Truly Goal Slayer post this week. It's actually a post that was made from one of our community members on Thanksgiving Day. And she writes, Claire's Instagram story reminded me that this was my first Thanksgiving as an intuitive eater. It's been 10 whole months since I've started my journey, and if you told me 10 months ago that this is how Thanksgiving would go, I wouldn't have believed it. Last night, I baked two Pillsbury packages of cookies. I didn't eat a single piece of cookie dough, and I only ended up eating one of the baked cookies as a taste test. Why? Because honestly, I wasn't craving them. Bef Let's see. I missed a line. Honestly, I wasn't craving them. There we go. I didn't even recognize the significance until afterwards. Before, I would have had uncontrollable cravings to eat something that I had forbidden for so long. For today's meal, I had a pretty full plate. I went back for seconds and then stopped. I didn't even finish the extra mashed potatoes. I just knew I was full. What? She has like four question marks and the LOL cry laugh emoji. <laughs> and then she writes, the best part about being an intuitive eater is not having to waste mental space on guilt about food. Life is so much easier when I allow myself to eat. And it turns out I think about food a lot less when I do. And it has allowed me to appreciate all of today's little moments. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. I am grateful for this community. So I want to give a big shout out and of course a thank you to this longtime member of our community. She's been around for a while and I really appreciate her sharing her experience of this Thanksgiving and also kind of comparing it to how she's felt around food in holidays past. So whether you resonate with this poster story of feeling excited about food, at ease around food this holiday season, or maybe if you're newer to this process and you didn't feel that your holiday was like that, maybe you felt kind of stressed still, or you felt uncomfortable, you felt anxious, or insert word here, wherever you are throughout this process, I want to reassure you that it is okay. One day you might be at this place where, like this poster, food is a part of the day, but it's not the entire day. You can approach food with no guilt, no shame, and without excitement. And at the same time, it's 100% okay if where you are right now isn't like that quite yet. This process unfolds differently for everyone. It's going to take varying amounts of time depending on where you're coming from and your previous history and relationship with food. So all this to say, I just want to reassure you that no matter what your Thanksgiving felt like or looked like this year, it's all okay because your process is uniquely yours. 
But if you are reading, or I guess you're not reading, you're listening. There we go. (laughs) This is a podcast. You're listening to me read this post from our goal-slaying community. I would love to invite you to join us if you're not a part of our group already. So if you're new to the podcast, I guess I haven't even told you what this is. I just keep calling us the the goal-slayers, but this is a free private Facebook community. It is open for anyone to join who is maybe looking to learn more about intuitive eating. You want community support. We do live video trainings. You have tons of support from the nearly 800 other community members. So if you're not there already and you'd like to join us, you can do that by visiting my website, clairetuning.com community and filling out the application there on that webpage. Once you fill out that application, my team and I will read it over and we will be back to you with acceptance into the community. That application is just so that we get to know a little bit about you and what you're looking for and also so you get to learn some of the guidelines that we follow as a community to keep this space supportive and safe for all who choose to be there. Again, clairetuning.com slash community if you want to come hang out in a virtual space. But now that we've talked about our goal-slaying community, I'd love to share three tips, three pieces of encouragement for post-holiday eating. Because if you are listening to this episode in real time, it is the week after a holiday, I guess specifically almost exactly one week since Thanksgiving, at least here in the United States. I know other countries celebrate at different times, but what that can often mean being the week after a holiday can sometimes mean that the diety and the restrictive and that food policing voice in our minds and in the world around us, you know, on things like social media or the ads that we see or even the conversations that we're sometimes subjected to can be a little bit louder and more persistent than usual. I don't know if this resonates with you, but I know for me, even though I have tried to wipe my social media feed clean of any diety or negative influence, it never fails that sometimes an ad will pop up or someone may be promoting intuitive eating, heavy air quotes, but they're really promoting it as a diet. Like I feel like those messages are so much louder and unhelpful in the week or in the days following a holiday, right? The quote, get back on track, the do X, Y, and Z to quote unquote, make up for what you did over the past week. Like if you are nodding your head saying, yeah, Claire, I've seen those. Uh, No, you are not alone because I think it's pretty universal that these messages are just a little bit louder this time of year than sometimes other times of year. Not to say that they're not present in other times, but again, I think they're just a little bit more present or a little bit more intense in how they show up this time of year compared to other times. So I think the holiday season can be filled with a lot of really exciting opportunities to learn and grow and improve our relationships with food. But as I was mentioning a couple of seconds ago, I think it can also be a time where your choice 
to distance yourself from the diet mentality can be challenged by a lot of different things. So today on this episode, I would love to share with you three ideas or reminders, just some things to keep in mind after a holiday and throughout all other times of the year too. I'm doing this episode because I know the holiday season is on many people's minds, but I also want this to be evergreen and that all the things that I'm about to say apply to every single day of the year, not just to holidays and the week after holidays. So the first one, you do not need to eat less this week or engage in punishing or compensatory exercise practices to quote unquote make up for the food that you enjoyed last week. Because believe it or not, Thanksgiving and all other holidays there in between are just other days of eating. Your body doesn't know that it's a holiday, right? Your body's like, oh, it's a Thursday. I need adequate fuel. I need adequate energy, right? Our bodies don't work on this calendar that labels holidays different from other normal days of the week. All your body knows is that you need adequate energy. And when you offer that energy to your body in any form, it knows exactly what to do with the food that you're offering it. The only exception here, of course, is if you are allergic to a certain food or maybe you have a certain medical condition that impairs how you're metabolizing certain foods. So if you fall into those categories, please do not eat food that you're allergic to. Please look out for yourself and your medical conditions, whatever that might mean for you. But your body knows what to do otherwise with the food that you offer it. So engaging in restrictive behaviors to make up for last week or what you've eaten in the past will really only complicate your relationship with food heading into the holiday season. And in complicating your relationship with food, it will also consume more of your mental energy during this time of year. It'll steal the joy and the excitement away from so many things this time of year. And it's also gonna prevent you from being in the moment and making memories and being with family, whatever that might look like this year. So I don't know about you, but all of those things, the having my joy stolen, the sucking away of mental energy, the not being present in the moment, that doesn't really sound like the most pleasant holiday. So now that we've talked about not needing to compensate or make up for anything we did or didn't do, the second reminder that I wanna provide is that eating is not a game of perfection, right? It's not a pass-fail test. We're not in organic chemistry. We're not in algebra. I have very awful memories of all of those pass-fail experiences, right? But eating does not fall into that category because every eating experience is going to look a little bit different, and that's okay. We are not robots, we are not machines, we are humans, and it makes sense that sometimes our, our preference cues and our hunger cues and what we have available day to day might be a little bit different. Some eating experiences may be characterized by higher amounts of these fun foods or the holiday foods, while other eating experiences may have more of a combination of both the fun and the nutrient-dense foods. 
Some eating experiences might leave you feeling uncomfortably full, where others might leave you feeling satisfied and energized and more comfortable from a physical perspective. And I want to point out all of these examples that I'm offering, neither of these experiences are right or wrong or are good or bad. They're just different. So instead of beating yourself up after a more challenging or potentially uncomfortable eating experience, I want to encourage you to try asking yourself, is there anything that I could potentially learn from this eating experience? What can I learn? What can I take away? What can I file in my memory bank for next time? Because when you come at your relationship with food from this curious and non-judgmental mindset, it's going to get you so much farther than that harsh, perfectionistic, and judgy, shamey mindset ever will. And finally, moving on to tip number three. Instead of focusing your energy on finding the new and the shiny diet plan to jump on come January 1st, I want to encourage you to start rooting yourself into the mindset of self-care over self-control. I'll say that again. We want to work towards this mindset of putting self-care over self-control. Now, to describe what I mean by this, I actually want to highlight an example or a phrase that my friend and colleague, Brie Campos, uses to talk about this topic. So if you're not familiar with Brie, she's a licensed professional counselor. She talks about all things body image. She actually is on episode... I think 84 is the episode that stands out in my mind. It's somewhere there in the low to mid 80s here on the podcast. She is also on Instagram at Body Image with Brie. I know I've talked about her many a times on this podcast. She's also part of the bonus content of the Intuitive Eating Discovery course. So if you're not already familiar with Brie, please go check her out, show all of her content some love, and I know you will learn from all of it. I love following Brie for so many different reasons, but she talks about this idea of what unconditional love actually means. So she says that when we say, I love you, for example, to our family or to our friends, or maybe to our significant other or others, we're not saying, I'll only love you when you do exactly what I want, or I'll only love you when you behave in this exact certain way, right? That would be kind of crazy (laughs) if we only loved our family members, our partners, our friends when they acted exactly the way that we wanted them to. That would be wild and dare I say that we probably wouldn't have many friends or we might not have a lot of partners that wanted to be around us for long amounts of time because that would actually be controlling them, not loving them. But she says that if you look at the version of loving yourself, heavy air quotes there, but loving yourself, the diet culture sells it's very similar to what I was just talking about. It's kind of this idea of you can love yourself when you look 
like XYZ, or you can only say kind things to yourself when you follow this diet plan exactly to a T. But again, coming back to our analogy or to Bree's analogy, that's not really love then that diet culture is selling with all of these products and supplements and programs. What they're actually selling is control. It's not loving yourself. It's trying to control yourself and control your body. And if we're only loving certain parts of us when our body is looking a certain way or behaving in a certain way, again, that's not true love or self-care. That's controlling. And the thing about our bodies is they're not fully under our control, at least not 100%, because things like genetics and our family history and, you know, the environments we were raised in, in addition to a lot of other things, are all at play here. So instead of jumping into this diet mindset rabbit hole, what would it be like instead to try to start focusing on the question, what's one thing that I can do to care for myself today? Each day when you wake up, notice I didn't say what's the one thing I can do to control myself, to manipulate me and my body, my mindset. I didn't say that. I said, what's one thing that I can do to care for myself today? And I think it's really important to remember that caring for your body is A, not trying to control your body, but rather trying to make sure that you are safe, you are adequately nourished, you have your needs met, etc. And I think it's also important to remember that this one thing daily that you might be doing to care for yourself might look a little bit different every single day. I know I've made a couple of TikTok videos and Instagram posts about this idea that self-care one day might look like I don't know, moving in a way that feels enjoyable and accessible and the next day Self-care might look like resting and not doing a lot of intentional movement, or one day it might look like eating something with a lot of different colors or a lot of different textures, and the next day might look like eating whatever you can get your hands on in whatever convenience food form that it comes in. So again, I really want to reiterate that if you're going to set this intention to ask, what's one thing that I can do to care for myself each day, it's really important to maybe have that list of things in your mind that has variety where one day it might look like this and another day it might look like that. It's just really important to have that idea of flexibility and that your needs, your preferences, what you might have time for is going to look a little bit different every single day. We're not aiming for this idea of perfection when it comes to self-care because again perfection can lead to kind of that controlling mindset which can get kind of diety and really rigid and black and white but rather we're coming from this caring this as flexible as possible mindset where we're just trying to make sure that we're safe we're nourished we have our needs met physically mentally emotionally etc So I hope you found these three tips for what to do after a holiday helpful. Again, like I said earlier in the episode, I'm hoping that these tips are not exclusive to the week after a holiday or the holiday season in general, but I think they can be really great things to keep in mind throughout 
the rest of the year in general. So maybe you can bookmark this episode. I don't know. Can you bookmark podcasts? <laughs> can you save them? I think you can download them at least. You know, I've had a podcast for like two and a half years. I should probably know the answer to that question, but maybe you can save this episode or bookmark it or even take the link and copy it, send it to someone else who you think could benefit from this self-caring, non-diety message in the days or in the weeks after a holiday. So now that we've gone through our three tips, as I promised at the beginning of the episode, I do want to save a little bit of time here as we are wrapping up to announce the winner of our November Attitude of Gratitude giveaway. So if you entered into the giveaway, pay attention, turn the volume up, don't let me blow your eardrums out, but turn the volume up because our winner, the individual who will receive free enrollment in the intuitive eating discovery course, and what great timing as well. This individual is going to be able to get started as soon as they message me to claim their spot, but they can get started working to improve their relationship with food during this holiday season so that when 2021 rolls around, when the ball drops, when those messages like new diet this and new diet that, when they start to get super loud, this individual is going to have a framework, these eight audio guided coaching modules with the worksheets to set goals and put the ideas from the coaching modules into action. They're already going to have this under their belt and, and ready to go. So I am happy and very pleased to announce that a underscore Rick. That is the Apple podcast name that was left on the review. Remember to enter into this giveaway, you had to leave a rating and a review of the podcast. So if you are the person who left the wonderful five-star review under the name of capital A underscore Rick, please send me an email, claire at clairetuning.com. Let me know that that was you. Maybe, I don't know, send me a, a screenshot of your entry so I know it's you, I can kind of verify, and I will give you full instructions on how to claim your free spot of enrolling in the Intuitive Eating Discovery Course. Again, A underscore Rick please send me an email, claire at clairetuning.com, and we will get you all hooked up and ready to go. To all of the other incredible individuals who entered and left really kind words here on the review station of the podcast, I want to thank you for listening, of course, and also taking a little bit of time out of your busy life and busy schedule to leave those kind words. Although you did not win, please know that any listener to the podcast actually can get a 10% discount on course enrollment. So if you're like, man, I really wanted to get into that course and get started with it before the new year rolls around, you can do so by visiting clairetuning.com slash course. That will take you to the landing page where you can read all about the course, what it includes, who it's for, the free bonus material that you get when you 
sign up to be a participant and to get 10% off for being a listener here of the podcast, you can enter the code podcast at checkout for 10% off of your enrollment investment. Again, clairetuning.com slash course promo code podcast to save you some monies on your investment. But my friends, that is all I have for our post Thanksgiving Day episode. I have a really exciting episode coming for you next week, all about intuitive movement and exercise with Tally Rye. So if that is a subject that is of interest to you, please stick around for next week. As always, if you love what we share here on the podcast, it would mean the world to me, and it could also help other individuals to find the show if you tap those five stars and leave a review. Or if you don't want to do that, you can always just screenshot wherever you're listening to the show, put it on social media, be sure to tag me, maybe even send the link, as I was saying earlier, to someone who you think could benefit from hearing today's episode. But that's all I have. Thank you so much again for being here. And until next Wednesday, take care. See ya.